go. Hello, hello. Welcome to Inspired, this week's episode. Uh, I'm feeling very inspired today, Samantha. How are you today? You know what? It started off a little cranky, but here we go. I'm feeling here good. Here we go. There's nothing to fix the crank like a little grown-up girl talk. True. Um, I'll tell you one of the things that I love doing for myself, and it's it uh, sometimes it feels like a small thing, but it always ends up being a very big thing, is just having walking into my house and having fresh flowers just on the table. I I try I honestly try to. It feels like a splurge, but it's just, it, it just changes the whole mood of the house and it changes the whole mood of me. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. It's going to be my, it's going to be my splurge, but the, the greatest thing we have going on today is joining us is Emily Boschetto of Matilda's Bloom Box, which, uh, is honestly one of the coolest flower delivery options I think I've ever seen. Um, so Emily, thank you for being here and thank you for brightening up our days, uh, our weeks, our months over the last two COVID years and before, um, it, it, uh, has continued to mean a lot to me and I know to Samantha too. So hi, welcome. Hi. I'm so thank glad you're you here. Thank you for inviting me. I feel honored. It's, uh, such a privilege to, to have the chance to talk to you all. So thank you for having me on. You're the coolest. And you're another one I met randomly walking through. uh, I was looking for vendors for one of our events. And I see this truck and this cute couple and all these flowers. And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Went up, started talking and you and I became buds. And I started using your um, services. Gosh, I don't know how many, how many years you've been in business now? You, you were one of our first people actually. Um, So actually this year is our sixth year. And so, yeah, that was like pretty much. And at the time for us, it was like every person who signed up for the service was like, we knew, you know, and we know your address. <laughs> Matt <laughs> even delivered the boxes initially. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, we talk about people on a first name basis. Like, oh yes, yeah, Sam, you know, Sarah, <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> so so you, you do always have beautiful flowers at your entryway and I always know where they're from. Right? <laughs> No, and I feel like I'm a total, like, so the gig is this, it's each week you get a box of blooms. They're always different. And many times the box contains blooms that you can like use week after week. So like I'll have an arrangement, like right now I've got like three weeks full of flowers because they just stay alive and they're beautiful. And so this started off as a project for you and has grown six years later to how many, how many subscribers do you have right now? Uh, we have a lot. Um, I mean, I believe we have like over 10,000 actually now. That is amazing. How do you you transition to like, you woke up one day and went, you know what we should do? Hey, honey, you know what we should do? (laughs) We should start a flower delivery business where we source locally only and we drop off at people's houses and we provide them instructions on how to build a beautiful bouquet. Like, I mean, I'm sure that was an easy conversation over coffee on a Tuesday. Uh, well, honestly, the inspiration, so Matt's family were flower farmers. So he was very involved in the industry. And um, we met, I was living in New York. And um, 
like one of the big things for us was like when Matilda was born, hence the name, um, she came at a time for both of us in our lives where we were kind of really trying to figure out what we wanted to do, where we wanted to go, you know, those like big, big Which questions. Like a really good time to have a kid. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really know who we were, honestly. And we had a child and then you get forced into a situation where you grow very quickly. And we just decided that I was working insane hours and, you know, I could probably have carried on living my life like that for the rest of my life. And but then it was like, well, what do we really leave in the end? You know, like, what is it? What is it that we want to accomplish as people, as parents? What's our purpose? So all of those like big meaty questions that we still don't necessarily know the answers to, but we no, were no, really no, clear no, that we wanted. I was just saying, no, I have no idea what the Why are we here? Are. You know, all those big things. But we did want to, we, we were both in the mindset of we wanted to make a difference and really do what we loved and felt connected with. And, you know, the flower industry is one of those things where it's really deficient of technology. So it's a very archaic industry and it's very generational. Um, you know, our farmers, they can't even work on cell phone genuinely. So it's like they're used to going to the flower market to sell their flowers. They're used to going to farmers markets to sell their flowers. And that's kind of it. And it's like there's no segue into like creating a platform where you have access to lots and lots of people at one time and then we can commit to our farmers that we're going to buy everything that they've grown that week um and so it kind of is amazing that it's become that but genuinely it never started that way so you know it wasn't I think we were probably a bit naive when we started the business because you kind of think like we're going to set up a business and everybody's going to love it and everybody's going to buy what we create. That's, that's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be what? a dream, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Um, but the truth is you do, you set up a business and then nobody buys anything. Right. You know? And it takes, it took like Matt and I going out into the community, like we had a flower truck meeting people like Sam, meeting Sarah, who told their community of people about us. And it was literally like this slow, like trickle, trickle, trickle of impact kind of thing. We didn't have any money to do any advertising. We didn't take any investment for the business. We weren't paying ourselves a salary for three years, either of us. And we live in San Francisco. And, um, you know, like that is- What really could difficult. possibly go wrong? I know, it's like, <laughs> you literally wake up every day and you're like, did we make a big mistake? And you kind of like have to, you know, look yourself in the mirror and be like, no, this is gonna, this is gonna work. Like people really like it. The, the, the 10 people that we delivered to initially love it. So it will be fine. It will work. But I think many people that start a business or, you know, whatever you start, it always start. I mean, it's not rare that you have a unicorn that's like gonna blow it up. I mean, that's not the norm. What you're talking about is, exactly what it's like to be a business owner and to start something and to now see it what it is. I mean, your set of challenges are different now, right? It's a whole yeah. different level of complexity, but where you've come from and how you've built those, those stripes, if you will. I mean, it's, and on top of all this, let's also add, you've got three babies. Okay. So we're not just, it's not just you and Matt anymore. It's, you've got three little people 
in addition yeah, that you got to do. called free labor. Right. <laughs> I know, actually, Matilda's good. She she can pull a good... I, I sometimes put them in the videos. <laughs> like, as soon as you can, pull a box together. You're going to be There's doing nothing that. that's going to sell like a cutie, <laughs> cutie little girl. I am... Um, one of my favorite, I think of you when I think of one of my favorite quotes, which is uh, something along the lines of, um, it's, it's, it's a quote about leaders, but it could be about entrepreneurs that uh, visionaries with a poorly sense of, a poorly developed sense of fear and no concept of the odds against them. And I feel like you kind of have to go in with that if you're going to give this the shot that you want to give it. Yeah, um, no, you're right on that. I think, I think one of the things I've always said is like, I don't believe that businesses fail because they're not a good idea. You know, I believe that businesses fail because the amount of perseverance that you have to have to keep going at a time when you're losing money, you can't pay yourself anything, when you take one step forward and two steps back constantly, it's like, to have that like fire in your belly and to be able to just persevere through that period is really like the hardest thing. And I yeah. think I've spoken to so many people that have started and then never made it. And they've always said, oh, it was the idea. It wasn't really robust enough or the people right. are like, no. If you stick at it, if you stick at it and keep going at it, you will succeed. But being able to do that. That's when the hardest part. For sure. And like, you know, the amount of conversations that Matt and I've had on like, should we just stop? You know? No, is the answer. No, you shouldn't stop. No, we're, we're past that point now, obviously. But when we were when we were first setting, well, you know, it was like an every two month conversation when we were in those sticky period of like, should we stop? Should we just call it a day? Are we idiots for just keeping going at it? Did you, um, fight, what, did, what, did you fight a lot? Um, well, like, come on, you're in, you're in business with your husband. Do you fight a lot? Yeah, I mean, it is a very difficult thing to set up a business with your husband. Yes. So, I mean, we are very happily married. You know, we have these amazing, three amazing children. But truthfully, it is hard to leave conversations behind and kind of be disciplined enough to say, this is a work conversation or this is a home conversation because your roles are just so integrated in everything, you know? So if he's I like, up in, uh, I grew up in family business and my husband and I also have a business and it's like, it is no cakewalk. I mean, it's, it's great, but it's also got its challenges for sure. I want to talk about something that I love about what you guys are doing and that's sourcing local. So we, uh, when you go out each week, your box, it has a sheet of what's in the box and then where the, where the flowers come from. And you always have a video of usually you out in the greenhouse or out on the pasture or wherever it is that you're getting these flowers, the farms, and you're, you know, you're meeting with the growers. And I think that is something that's so different than going down to Trader Joe's and picking up a bouquet because you don't know where the hell it came from or what, what the story is behind it. So that part of you is so important. And what made that um, idea come to life? And what, at what moment were you like, we got to share this with the world and the importance of shopping local? Well, I think it was, it was honestly the pandemic that kind of really like cemented us to 
um, a lot of growers, especially in and around Half Moon Bay, like uh, Californian farmers. And that's because, you know, everybody remembers almost like where they were in, in February 2020 when it was like, OK, what's going to happen next? And, you know, for something that we were very close to was the fact that the flower market just closed immediately. And, you know, nobody had any like idea that that was going to happen. And a lot of our farmers who were at the flower market had got tons and tons and tons of stock that they just cut. So it was like, well, what am I going to do with this now? So, you know, for a lot of them, it was like, we're just going to have to throw it away. And um, we were like, well, and at the same time, our business was just at kind of the brink of starting to grow uh, quickly. And so we went from a position of having like 300 deliveries, 500 deliveries. So through that time, like within those like first couple of weeks, we were buying like, you know, 10,000 dahlias from Louis. We were taking like everything that he had that he had no way to sell it. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, like, and that kind of proved like the inadequacies of the industry too, because it's like they rely on the flower market and they rely on farmers markets. So when that entry point closed and it did for a really long time, like they had no other way of selling flowers other than to us because we were one of the few like door-to-door delivery services and the only one locally here. So, um, but it was kind of chaos. I mean, we were at that time, the business was, we would, I was building the boxes on my own out of our garage in San Francisco. So you can imagine having like a huge truck pull up outside our tiny little house in San Francisco and then all these buckets of dahlias are just getting unloaded and unloaded. And your neighbors and are probably street, like, what the hell? They know. I mean, we, we're so lucky. We have the best neighbors. And we actually, our house um, used to be Matt's grandma's house too. So like they, they know us. Like some of them are, you know, really old and have been in that living there for years. And so they're very appreciative of it, actually. I think it gave them quite a level of entertainment. And uh, they got free. They always get free flowers. So who can complain? So they're that? cool. They're good. But I think that whole aspect of, of bringing it home local and being able to support those vendors that literally probably would have died, you know, they would have no way of eating um, or providing for themselves or their families. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know a lot of businesses that were in the pandemic that were able to to do that. No, and I think, I mean, for me, it's like, and Matt, and, you know, going back to like the big purpose question about what we do, it was like, there's nothing, nothing that feels better, honestly, than like making a difference and making a difference to somebody else. Like, and that's become a recent conversation too, because obviously like now we're in a situation where the price of everything's going up so much and you know, a lot of our competitors and a lot of other businesses, they're just putting their prices up. And I'm like, I refuse to do that because as soon as we do that, our volume will drop and it will be the farmers that lose out the most. So we really have like an obligation to keep buying more and more from them, not for it to reverse the other way around. So I don't know. I think there's, I think my kind of learning and like what matters to us is being like responsible business owners and like having a consideration of people 
um, at a level that kind of is, you know, authentic and real and kind. Uh, because of that's course we can all be really greedy, but like that doesn't feel good at that's all. That's a tough so. thing, though. You've so you've gone from you know, fifteen customers that you all know by their first name to ten thousand <laughs> in six years, and you're sourcing local, and you are you know impacting local growers. That how do you that doesn't always seem like something that companies can scale. And and you've expanded to other cities too. How are you? How yeah. are you? Like that? That's a big part of your uh, of your makeup of who, of what your company is and what your company stands for, right? It's a huge part of your culture. How do you maintain that and continue to grow and continue to expand and grow into other metro areas? Well, I think for me, it always comes down to the flowers, um, and it always has, honestly. Um, and right when we started the business, I was like, if we deliver great flowers that are great value and they last and they look amazing and they're better quality than what you can buy at Trader Joe's or Molly Stones or Whole Foods or wherever, people will always opt in to us. So um, what, because we put the quality at like the top of the pyramid, it really like dictates everything else around it. So Austin, for instance, was a real challenge because it's really hot all the time. Yeah. And yeah. as Sam will know, like one of the ways that we get around that in the Bay Area is we deliver, especially in Marin, like really early because yeah. it means that the flowers arrive before people leave in the morning, there's less traffic and, you know, the flowers are fresher. They're not sitting out in the sun all day because obviously in like, um, you know, in Marin, it gets pretty hot too. come two o'clock in the afternoon. So, but the problem with Austin is like at three o'clock in the morning, it's already like 85. So it's not doable to like apply the same business model that we have here. And then you're in a situation where you have to invest in things like we had to buy a refrigerated truck and they're not cheap. And we have to guarantee like a cold chain all the way from California all the way down there too, which there's only a couple of trucking lines that really do that. So pardon me that the whole logistics piece became really difficult uh, initially, but as we, um, as we started to kind of work through those issues and the truth is one of the reasons why we opened in Austin is because we saw such a huge migration of people from the Bay area there. Yeah. So the people that have our, had our deliveries when we started were people that were here and like, you know knew us and knew what we uh, what was in the boxes and they were I think in so many ways like a lot less a lot more forgiving of problems yeah and they were actually a lot more like personable like sharing issues which really helped us a lot too because we we're obviously not there every week so so are really you getting the flowers us. from California and they're going to Austin it depends I mean we do source flowers from in and around Austin as well, but it's really seasonal. So obviously right now there's nothing. Um, and pretty much all the flowers in the US are coming from California at the moment or Oregon. So, I did not know that. Yeah. We're the flower capital of the country. Yeah. Did you know that? I did and, not. And the thing is that you're so lucky. Like, you don't even have to go very far to find like the most amazing flowers as well, which is like, great and so cool about one of the benefits of where we live 
So no, it's amazing. So you're in the Bay Area, Marin. You go all the way to San Francisco. Are you down as far as San Jose too? Yeah. So we go all the way to um, what's it called? Like past San Jose, actually. Like Morgan Hill, um, Gilroy area. Not as far as Gilroy. What's it? Morgan Hill. So we go all the way yeah. down to Morgan Hill. We do all of the East Bay, pretty much where it meets the South Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do Marin and we've opened up in Sonoma, Napa, Petaluma and nice. then Austin. And then recently in the past couple of weeks, Orange County in San Diego too. It's so exciting. So, yes. I saw it's- something come through and I was like, this is amazing. Like this is, there's something crazy about women like me and like my group of women we are so excited to celebrate other women in our circles I love that about you though that's there's very few women that are like that and there are not many of us but like (laughs) when I saw that email come through I literally was like I screamed I was like this is amazing (laughs) because it is because I know what it it's taken to get there and I think the journey of just you know, just the whole hell and the pandemic in some ways was like awful, but great because I think it really allowed people were home. And so people that never really thought to try a service were like, Hey, I'm not going out. So I might as well have it brought in. And how many of those customers have stayed with you that you attracted? A lot. I mean, we're, I think we're quite lucky. Matt's gone through like a lot of the data stuff on that, but, and I'm kind of, that's less in my wheelhouse, but um, what we find is people are incredibly loyal. You know, mm-hmm. they're very generous, they're very kind, and they're very loyal. Um, and sometimes that's problematic, honestly, because people, one of the problems, one of the challenges with that is like, we don't get, we don't necessarily know when there's a problem, you know? So sometimes I, cause I have a box every week and I'll be like, hmm. And there have been a few occasions where I've like reached out to the community and said, hey, I noticed this about my David Austin Roses. <laughs> Did anybody else have this issue? And then normally I'll get like a flood of replies. Yes, I did, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't want to credit. I, I don't want to complain because the flowers look amazing. And you're like, well, that's really kind. That's really amazing. But I really would prefer you to tell me as well when there's a problem because Otherwise, I don't know, you know, I don't know not to, you know, use that flower again. Or So it's kind of funny, too, because um, people are so good that they actually don't complain. <laughs> so, well, that's rare. I know. It's like, <laughs> we've got a really kind of flowerful, fun community and people. I mean, there's nothing, like really- there's nothing cooler about uh, delivering flower. There's not a single, honestly, there's not a single person in the world that doesn't get happier when flowers arrive at their door. It's so I don't, I don't like it, you. You are in like the the uh, happy. I'm gonna make your day business. I don't know. I don't know how it gets any better than that. No, oh, I know. We're very blessed. I mean, we're really lucky, genuinely, to do what we do that we love. You know, to be around people that are very passionate in the same way that we are, and also like. I mean, my mom was a, she was the main like wage earner in our household. She was incredibly successful and, you know, paid for my brother and I to go to a a private school. Like she was, and in that kind of generation where we lived, especially that was quite unusual. 
Yeah. Um, but that gave me like a real kind of determination and drive to want to be able to be a mom, but work too. And like not feel like you have to choose between one or the other. Um, you can make it work. You know, we all make it work. And some some days it's a little bit better than others. For sure. I mean, <laughs> and it's like, it is it's it's hard. And some days you have to put more time in one than the other. Um, and I think like, that's the beauty of having your own business is like the flexibility to be able to make your own calls on, on when you need to do one, you know, give more to the kids or, uh, give more to work depending it's the, on it's the time. beauty. And it's also the downfall, right? Yes. It's the, it's finding the, the balance. It's, it's awesome when you can do it. It's um, sometimes it sucks when you have to, though. it's, you know, it goes both ways. Um, okay, so now you've you've made it over the fighting hump. We're not fighting anymore. We're growing. We're big. We're we're there. Where's where where do you want to take it? Where do What's you want to next? Go? I mean, you're, you 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 did a big leap into Austin, into Texas. I don't know Texas. Okay, cool. But good choice because you're right. It's so full of Bay Area transplants. But what's what's next for you guys? I think our focus right now is is on like growing more where we are. So I think we've made like really good headway. Um, like there's some places that would naturally make sense um, based on where we are now, like Vegas would be a good, good move because our flower farmers kind of deliver there anyway. So there's a few territories that we can pick off based on where we've kind of created, um, you know, where we've extended our footprint. But for us, it's really on just growing where we are and connecting with our community. And personally, for me, you know, one of the things I love doing is like meeting people that have our services. Like, you know, I I love seeing Sam and like her friend Sarah and like we've become friends too. And I think the pandemic stopped that and it kind of sucked, honestly, you know, like everyone stopped sucks. doing rooms <laughs> and virtual things. So um, now that I'm not pregnant and like back outside, um, that's kind of a goal for me is just to connect with our community this year on a level that's more in person and like looking at ways in which we can do that too. So I love that. I love you. I love everything that you're doing. I think that your story is, I said it before, it's it's moving, it's heartwarming. And it's like, you're so passionate about what you're doing in all the right ways and being a considerate business owner to the world that you serve and the world around you is something that I don't know that many business owners know about that ability to be. Um, and so maybe that's everybody's little takeaway is be a little bit more conscientious about not only yourself, but the environment that you serve as well. Uh, Emily, I want to thank you, everybody. We will put um, the link to Matilda's balloon box in our show notes. And you too can be a florist every single week if you want. Uh, I get to be one every Tuesday. So uh, thanks, Emily. We think you're thank amazing. You. And everybody get out there this week and do something to be inspired.